Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. We give all the glory to our almighty God. He's worthy of it all. Yes, you are all looking awesome. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, our Lord and our God, we appreciate you. We say thank you, our Abba Father. You made us fearfully and wonderfully. You knit us together in our mother's womb. Each of us, we are unique. This is your doing. Baba, we appreciate you. Accept our thanks. Accept our praises. Accept our adoration this morning in the name of Jesus. Almighty and everlasting Jehovah, I commit, oh God, this word, the time you want to remind us, the time you want to speak to us, including me, I surrender it unto you. Have your way. Speak through me, Jehovah God. Let the entrance of your word, let it bring forth light. Let it bring forth understanding, better one. Let it bring forth illumination and pull out everything that is not supposed to be in our heart. And let your name be glorified. In Jesus' precious and mighty name we have prayed and we have received. Praise the Lord. So I want to remind us this morning, our team is fearfully and wonderfully made. And indeed, we are all fearfully and wonderfully made. And that is our topic this morning. So our, the psalm, thank you, Amy, for the way you read the scripture. Psalm 139, verse 14. We are going to go through 1 to 18, but we are going to start from 14. This is David. David was praising God because he realized, despite all what he went through, he learned and he realized that I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. And I wish that our soul will understand better this morning that marvelous are the works that God has done in all of us. All of us. You see, thank God that we have a day, a particular month, that is designated for cultural history month. Just to say thank you, our Abba Father. Because we don't make ourselves, we do not create ourselves. So don't get mad at yourself, why am I looking like this? See yourself and see that God took his time. After God created the heaven and the heart, he created them one by one, just as we are learning, because my Sunday school class is the best class in the whole world. <laughs> Those are the younger ones, and I love them. You know, God is taking us through. How did he create the world? The, the way the world was created. The, the heart was empty. Nothing was there, but God started it. Let there be light, and there was light. Let there be moon. Let there be flowers. Even we learn about vegetables. Don't worry. All your kids will eat vegetables because they are learning that vegetable is good. God, everything that God made, they are all very good, including you. Including me. We are all very good. Not just good. Very good. That means that's so awesome that God made everything. And you know what God did? He makes sure that he made everything that we will need. And who was the last creature? 
Eh? Good, you and I, we were the last creature that God created. And he took his time. He just took that mud and he formed each and every one of us. Look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. Make sure you look at your neighbor. Does the, your neighbor look like you? No, none of us look like each other. That's the amazing God that we serve. And do you, can you count how many billions, trillions of people in the whole world and nobody look at like each other? Even twins, even the identical twins, you will see something different. Our God is so good. Can we all rise up and say thank you to our God? And we are going to sing a song. Don't worry, we, don't, we have time. Whatever time we have, God will use it to bless us. Can we please sing that song? I am fearfully and wonderfully made. We all belong to God. And we resemble him. I'm wonderfully made. I belong to God. I resemble him. I'm fearfully made. Because we are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. He created us the way he wants us to be. And he validated it. Not the validation, you know, when you take a book or you take a document that they will put the seal. We don't need a physical seal. God validated and stamped you as a male and a female. And be happy. That he made you that way. Because he wants to make you the way he wants. So David said, I will praise you. That should be what should be in our mouth. Each day we wake up. As we go about our daily activities. I'm reminding us this morning. Praise God as David did. I will praise you. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. And that my soul knows very well. We are going to begin that scripture. That's Psalm 139 from verse 1 to 18. David put them one after the other. He realized that why God needed 
together everything in his body. How God put everything in us, if you know the organs that is in this body, thank God to our doctors, the way God gave them the ability to know this head that we have. You don't know how many things that God put there. Our eyes, our everything from top to down. This God is such an awesome God. He's such a big God. He just decided to make and create me and you, you and I, the way that he wants us to be. And then in the book of Genesis, Genesis 1, he says, 126, let us make man in our image. That is, he wants to make us in his image. Despite all the animals, nobody. We are the only creature that looks like God. We are the likeness of God. We have the image of God in us. And he said, let them have dominion. God didn't stop there. He said, let us make man in our image. And he gave us a special ability. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every cattle. Over all the heart, over all that he created, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the heart. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Our God is such an awesome God. He created him and he went further. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said, be fruitful. And multiply. That is, be fruitful in regards to bringing up children. Be fruitful in whatever you lay your hands on. And he said we should multiply. And fill the heart and subdue it. Anything that doesn't want to go according to what God wants for us, we should speak forth as the oracle of God. Because he said we should subdue the heart. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the heart. See the authority that God gave us. We should get up and take authority over anything that is standing against everything in this heart that God has given to us. Because he has given us the authority. And the authority in Christ. Because we are now a new creature. By the grace of God, those watching online and those sitting here, if you have never made a decision, today is a day of salvation. You will give your life to Christ if you have not done that. So now, see the way David read in that Psalm 139. Thank God, David was a man after God's own heart. But he did a lot of crooked things before he got to that stage. He learned, despite as he was growing, he learned a lot and he got to stage. See all the Psalms when you go and read those Psalms. It's full of praises because he realized, he recognized that God made him the way he made him and that he wasn't alone with all the struggle, all the situations that he went through. So God has a perfect knowledge of you and I. God has a perfect knowledge of man. So let's start reading that Psalm 139 from verse 1. From verse 1. Lord, O oh Lord, you have searched me 
and known me. David realized that. We should come to that realization in our lives. That God knows us more than we know ourselves. Let's read further. Verse 2. You know my sitting down and my rising up. And God knows for each and every one of us, including me. You understand my thought afar off. God understands our thought, even though nobody knows the thought of my heart. Nobody knows the thought of your heart, but God knows. He said, you understand my thought afar off. That means God has a complete total knowledge of who we are and of whom he has created us to be. Now, verse 3, please. Thank you. You comprehend my part. God understands our part. Are you going through issues? Is it health issues? Whatever issue is it, God understands. He comprehends your part. And you're lying down. What are those heart cries that you have? He understands. And are acquainted with our ways. He knows what we are going through. And he knows the solution. He knows how to bring us out. Because he is a victorious God. He said he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Can we go further please? Verse 4. For there is not a word on my tongue. Same thing for you and I. There is not a word in our tongue. But behold, O oh Lord, you know it all together. He knows it all together. That's why we cannot hide from God. Even if you are by yourself, in your room, in your car you are driving. And you are doing some things. And you are thinking some things that is not in line with the will of God. God knows. He knows. You may think, oh, nobody is there. My pastor is not there. My child is not there. My wife is not there. My friend is not there. But God is there. Because he is omnipresent. He's present everywhere. Verse 5. You have hedged me behind and before. And laid your hand upon me. He has hedged us behind and before. And his hand is upon each and every one of us. His hand is upon that situation. His hand is upon whatever it is that you are believing God for. And he's doing it right now. As you are watching online, as you are here, he is touching each and every one of us because he knows everything about us. Verse 6. Such knowledge, you see David, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me too and you because our God knows us even before we are formed in our mother's womb. He knew about us. It is high, I cannot attain it. It is so high. We cannot compare our God with anyone. Is God all by himself. Verse 7. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can we go? Are you saying, oh, I'm moving to Kutuwenji? Sorry, those of you that don't, that don't know that. I'm moving to Asia. I'm moving to India. God is there because he's everywhere. Or where can I flee from your presence? Where do you think you want to flee from his presence? He loves you. He said he doesn't want sinners to die, but to come unto repentance. Those of us that are saved, we are saved by grace. It's not by works of righteousness, but by his grace alone. It's not by works of righteousness, but by his grace alone. It's not by works of righteousness, but by his grace alone. 
Oh, we are complete in him. We are complete in him. It is not because of the works of righteousness that we do, but by his grace. So where can we flee from the presence of God? Is everywhere. Verse 8. If I ascend into heaven, you are there. <laughs> if I make my bed in hell, behold, God is there. Verse 9, this our God is such a big and awesome, mighty God. If I take the winds of the morning and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, is there, either you are going on a ship, on a ship, some people go on a ship uh, vacation, God is there. Verse 10, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. That right hand of God is holding all of us, no matter what situation we are going through. The mighty hands of God is holding us. Verse 11. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me, even the dark in the night, its light is there. Maybe you are shivering, you are saying, you are having that evil nightmare. God is there with you, you are not alone. Because greater is he that is in us, that is in you, than he that is in the world. Verse 12. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you. Darkness doesn't hide from God. Even if you have evildoers that are planning evil against you, he said no weapon that is fashioned against you and high shall prosper. And every thorn that will rise up against us in judgment, he will condemn it. God has given us that authority. All we need today is to say the word. He can't say that word for us. We have the responsibility to say what God says. But the night shines as the day. The night in the heights of God, it shines like a day. And the darkness and the light are both alike to him. It doesn't realize because he's the one that said, let there be light, and there was light. He made the darkness. So the light and the day... It's not eating from him. It's just everything is light to him. Verse 13. For you formed me. Wow. For you formed me. You formed my inward part. He formed your inward part. And you, he covered me. He covered you. David said that. And it's the same thing with us. You, for you formed my inward part. You covered me. In my mother's womb. He covered us in our mother's womb. The first day of conception, he knows as the baby is growing, nobody knows how. Even the doctors, they don't know how the baby grows. They will just give you the day, oh, this is your day of conception. They will calculate it. This is the day of your delivery. But how the baby is growing each month, only our big God, only our creator, only our maker knows about it. And he follows everybody. I know some people are expecting we, get, we give God the glory. God will deliver you all safely. And those that are looking unto God for such blessing, he will do it. Because he said, none shall be barren in my house, says the Lord. So verse 14. I will praise you. That is our theme. When David realized all this and he counted everything, that, the, that, that son said, count your blessings and name them one by one. And it will surprise us. All what the Lord has done. All what he will do. 
and all what he will continue to do in our lives to his glory. So he now said, to crown it all, I will praise you. That should be our man. That should be the manifestation of what we do every day. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works that my soul knows very well. So this was a psalm of David. Let's hold on from there. We will read the rest very soon. So David described all this about God. This should be our description about God. For all what he does for us. Because our God is all seen. He sees everything. He's all knowing. He knows everything. And he's all powerful. And he's present everywhere. As I mentioned earlier. He is the omnipotent God. He's the all-powerful God. He is the omnipresence. He's present everywhere. And he's the omniscience. He knows all things. He knows all things. Even some things you don't know about yourself, he knows. He said he is the beginning and he is the end. So God knows us and God is with us. And the greatest gift is to allow us to understand and know him more each day by his grace. And God will grant that to us, every one of us, in Jesus' name. So despite various situations David faced in his lifetime, he learned, he recognized, and he knew God as the source of everything in his life. God already knows everything about us, even to the numbers of our years. In Matthew 10.30, he said he knows the numbers of our head. So who can count? Can you, do you think you can count the number of years on your head? Nobody can do that. How will you be taking strand? But God knows the numbers of our head. And still, he accepts and loves us the way we are. So we have to have an understanding that we have some special qualities that God has put in our lives. Our frame was not eating from him because he's the one, as we just read, that has formed us in our mother's womb. So God made us accurately. He thoroughly made each and every one of us in a detailed manner. He made each and every one of us and he spent time to make us. You see, when we give, when the, the, the newborn baby, when the mother give birth to that baby, oh, everybody is so happy, even in the hospital. Oh, they grab the baby, they go and clean the baby and they wrap the baby in that warmth, all those uh, clothing they put around the baby. Everybody want to see, oh, can I see the baby? Can I see the baby? Because the baby looks so cute. That means we are all cute to God because he spent time and a detail, in a detailed manner, he created each and every one of us. So God made us with respect. That is the fearful. What do, what do we mean by fearful? It's not that we should be, you know, like timid about how God made us. But that fearfully is a, is a Greek word. It's a Greek word. So that fearfully means that God made us with respect. And the Greek word is God here, Y-A-R-E, which means to respect, to honor, and to stand in awe of. Because God made us that way. So the same manner, God wants us to have respect and care and attention to the image that he made. He wants us to take good care of that image. He wants us to recognize and accept the way we are and say, God, I praise you and I thank you for I am fearfully, respectfully made in your image. 
So there is real power that comes with being fearfully and wonderfully made. So the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, as we are now redeemed children of God, that same power lives in you, it lives in me. So that should help us to say God and be appreciative every day, every time. And say, Baba, Lord, I thank you because you made me in your image and in your likeness. So our lives, spirit, soul, and body is designed to be connected to God because he's the one that made us. Even the people that doesn't have an understanding of God, God made them. And he really wants to save them because he loves everybody. That is why he said, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave. He gave Jesus, his only son, to whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Those of us that have been saved and those that are yet, today is your time. You will, you will give your life to Christ. We are not forcing you, but by God's grace, that's the Spirit of God will touch you. And willingly, you will say, Here, Lord, I surrender my life to your Lordship. Come and be Lord of my life, because you created me in your image. So we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Another quality that we have, we are valuable. You are valuable. Say that. I am valuable. I am valuable. Because God made us valuable. Matthew 10, from 29 to 31. Because if God, he said, what is the price of two sparrows? One copper coin, but not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. 30. And the very years on your head are all numbered. 31. So, you see God, he said the numbers of our head, they are all numbered. And so, don't be afraid. You are mine. Don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. You see, God speaks in parables. He, just, he first used sparrows to describe. And then he went further. So, you and I, is telling us, don't be afraid. Because you are more valuable to God than a whole sparrow. So that means you, all of us, we are valuable to him. So we are more valuable to God. God sees tremendous value in each of us. And from the diverse nationality that we came from. See, we have many diverse nationality in this church. You have people that come from Africa. People come from Haiti. People come from Guyana. People come from different parts of the world. And God brought us together and made us one in Christ. That's why in 1 Corinthians he said, there are many parts in the body, but well, the, the body of Christ is one. So I want us to see each other. I don't want us to have segregation. Oh, because you are not evil. Let me tell you, this church is a national church. We have different nationalities in this church. So let's see each other as one. Because Christ sees you and I as one. Let's love each other, not minding. Either you come from Nigeria, you come from Ghana, you come from whichever country, 
South Africa and America, let's see each other as one because we are all valuable. God is not talking about nationality because when we get to heaven, there is no nationality. We are all going to be one, one church. So when we see each other as one church, we'll be able to live in love and sacrifice for each other because we are valuable to God. You are not alone. God is with you always. He said, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. God wants to be involved in every areas of our lives. Let's surrender it to him. Let's submit our life completely. Do not hold anything back because he knows about you. He knows about me. Another quality, special quality, you are precious and special. Say that. I am precious and I am special to God. Deuteronomy 14.2 You are children of God. Your God, so don't mutilate your bodies or shave your heads in funeral rites. That one is not the part that we want to go into. The part is the second part. You are a people only to God. Your God, God chose you out of all the people on the heart as cherished personal treasure. We are personal treasure from God. No matter where we came from, no matter what nationality, no matter what country, we are so precious. We are a cherished pressure. A cherished personal pressure to God, each and every one of us, because he made us individually. He did not make us collectively. He made you and I individually. All of us, we came from different wombs. And he cherished us. We are a treasure to him. We are precious and special to him. Praise the Lord. So you are people who are holy to the Lord, as we just read. So God has chosen us to be his special possession. So you and I are the apple of God's eyes. Yes, we are the apple of God's eyes. Ze Zechariah 2.8b, he said, for he who touches you, touches the apple of his eyes. Because we are, we are the apple of God's eyes. Whoever touches us, they touch God because we are the apple of God's eyes. We are the only creature that is made in the likeness of God. Every soul is God, is precious in God's sight. No matter who, either you are a male or female, everybody is precious to God. So to God be all the glory that he has restored his everlasting gospel to us presently because we are being redeemed. And we have been saved by his grace. So we are cherished personal treasure to God. God uniquely made each of us. And we are designed to be set apart from the rest of the animal world for God's glory. That's Psalm 8. We may not go there. We can read it another time. Or we can read it when we get home. Psalm 8. When you read it all through from verse 1 to the end. You will see how God, how David put everything together. So we are created with unique abilities, absent from every other creature on the heart that mirrors the divine nature of God. We all mirror the divine nature of God. So when we remember, because I'm reminding us of all this, when we remember all this every day, you will wake up and say, God, I thank you for making me fearfully, 
in your likeness, in your image. Thank you for another day. Another quality that we have is we are made in God's image. We are made in God's image. We are reflections of God's glory. Our entire self reflects the image of God. That's Genesis 1.26. We read that already. We are given a mind. We have a mind capable. We have a mind that is capable of responding to God with love. We have, we have been given intellectual ability for far superior to that of an animal. We are given a mind capable of hearing and understanding God. We are given emotion capable of responding to God with love and devotion. So we, are, we have a free will which helps us to choose. But we have to make sure that the Holy Spirit guides us to make the right decision and to choose the right things. So knowing fully well and recognizing, acknowledging, and accepting this validity of our identity. Because the, what, the way the world is going, the wise of the enemy, the perilous time that we have, we have to make sure that we take stand and stand the identity that God has created in us. Because it was validated by God. We don't need any more validation. God already validated, validated us the way he made us in his image. So in Genesis 5, verse 1 to 3, don't worry, I'll read it from here. This is the book of the genealogy of Adam. In that day, God created man. He made him in the likeness of God. He created them, male and female, and blessed them and called them mankind in the day they were created. He called each and every one of us mankind when he created us. So because we bear God's image, we can be positive about ourselves. Do not allow any negativity. Do not allow depression to wear us down. Let's get up and be positive about ourselves. So we cannot criticize ourselves or downgrade ourselves. Or because what God has made and the ability he has given unto us is a lot. So we don't need to do that. We need to sell the devil up front in the faith. I am fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. Whatever I'm going through, I will rejoice because I have overcome already. Praise the Lord. So we are God's workmanship. That's Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. Can we read that, please? We are God's masterpiece. When you go to the store, you see some works of art. Even see all this balloon. See, the way they made it is lovely. Is it looking nice? See all the stuff that is there. They, those are like artwork. And we are God's masterpiece. We are God's workmanship. The Bible says in that God saved you and I by his grace when you believe. And you, we can't take credit for that. This is a gift from God. Verse 9. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. Verse 10. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew. After the creation, a man fell and sin, there was separation. But thank God, God gave us another, another opportunity. And he now sent Christ Jesus to the world. So those of you watching online and listening, Jesus that comes, that God sent, 
that is making us anew, those of us that have been redeemed, those of you that have not known God, you will, by the grace of God, surrender your life to the Lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ today because he wants to save you. He wants to have a deeper, intimate relationship with you. So he said, for we are God's workmanship. We are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do, hallelujah, we can do the good things he has planned for us long ago at the creation. He has good plans for us. So we can do those things because he has now created us anew in Christ Jesus. And glory be to God. So we are God's masterpiece. We are the work of art that God did. That's why he created us thoroughly and in a detailed manner. So now God saved us by his grace. Our salvation is not our own making. So God wants us. He said, if God considers us as his masterpiece, we cannot treat ourselves or others with disrespect, as inferior work. We have to see each other that this is God's workmanship. And I am God's workmanship. So we will not look down on each other. We will see God in the person that we are looking at. Because the Bible says we should always make, you know, margins for each other. We should always live in the audience of all, making sure that we see each other as God's masterpiece. Praise the Lord. And God will indeed help us to do that. So God is so is such a wonderful God. The way he made all of us, he just made us in a value. We are valuable to him. We are precious and special to him. We are his workmanship. And he has greater love for all of us. He said he does not have, he is no respecter of persons. He, lo- he sees us the same way. It, it may, our, the level of our growth spiritually may be different, but God loves us. He has greater love for us. That's John 15, 13. I'll read it from here, don't worry. Greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life to his friends. He will call us friends. In John, somewhere in John, he said, we, you, I call you are my friends if you do what I command you to do. He, he said, if we, if, you, if we do what he commanded us to do, we are his friends. Even if we don't do that, he still loves us because he doesn't want us to go and be living astray. He still loves, he wants us to realize and come back to him. So in my conclusion, I say, look at yourself and all the wonderful, special, and unique qualities that God made in you. You should stand in awe of what God has created in you. Emulate what David did. Emulate him. Go to that scripture every morning. Read it. Thank God for that Psalm 103. I read it. I will just be pondering and thinking about it. Lord, I bless you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God, I thank you, for you have forgiven me my sin. You have healed all my sicknesses. So you should thank God and honor him for everything he has given you and the gift of life he has bestowed on you. So let's all rise up and take this opportunity. Can we all rise up? Let us take this opportunity and thank God. Appreciate God that you are fearfully and wonderfully made in his image. Let us pray.